It is Thursday night. Guess what time it is? Same cast, different day podcast. I'm Martel Roland. And I'm Tina. <laughs> time for the party later. All she got. That's all she got for y'all. She's like, I'm Tina. <laughs> oh, so to kick this show off, first of all, all we want to do a RIP. To the uh the uh the guy who was flying a plane in Watertown here, it's a little city here in Wisconsin who was flying a plane in Watertown. Uh, and we, we guessing he had some type of emergency in the air, and his plane crashed. Uh, and and the, you know what's crazy? The crazy part. So this teenage boy, I guess he was at home by himself. The plane crashed in his backyard. He said, "Are you heard was a loud explosion?" I wouldn't know what to do if I was sitting in my house and a plane was just a crash in my backyard. Like, what the fuck do you do? He somehow he was calm enough to call nine one one and shit. Like, I wouldn't have been that calm. I've been too busy running. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I I, I could I couldn't do it, y'all. I couldn't do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, and, and, and Torian agrees with me. He said he wouldn't be able to do it either. So, I want to get into this clip before we get to the other topics. It's two different clips that I have. So, I'm going to play the first one for y'all, and then we're going to discuss it. So, here we go. A white minority deciding that they're not going to listen to the will of the people in their town and coup the government. New Bern, Alabama, a small black majority town Hmm. that has always been governed by the white minority. The mayorship has just been handed down from friend to friend without any election. Patrick Braxton decided that he wanted to run for mayor, got no answers from the incumbent regime so he ended up going to state level authorities and he was able to get on the ballot the previous mayor didn't file any of the paperwork to be on the ballot and so he wasn't patrick braxton was elected mayor of new Bern, alabama the former government ignored the election now they're saying that no actually we had a different election and we won that election patrick braxton won he won the election because he was the only person on the ballot So this made me wonder, how long has this been going on, and why has it no government official or wherever in this, on the state level figured out that there was no elections going on in this city or whatever for mayor and stuff like that? Like, what? <laughs> they didn't care. So... I, I I might have to do a follow up. So I'm wondering, like, so did he actually get? Oh, I'm so sorry, y'all. Did he actually get power? Like, is he actually running the city as the mayor, or is there is there going to be a civil war in his little city? Is what I want to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. just I'm just saying, but I, I'm pretty sure by the city, I guess being majority African American, mm-hmm. uh, we already know who's gonna win that war. Mm. And you know, I feel like if they needed some backup, they'd call in the boys from Chirac to come help. <laughs> it's just what I'm thinking. I'm just saying. But 
With that being said, we're going to head into that next clip. Very bad news for Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. His approval is collapsing as the anti-woke movement is in a free fall in the United States. So let's back it up. I already told you that anti-woke may be a very silly approach to the 2024 presidential campaign. And we are seeing loss after loss after loss for the anti-woke movement. In the last 10 days on the program, I told you a judge has blocked the Florida ban on gender affirming care for trans youth, says uh -uh, not going to stand. Tennessee's anti-drag bill has been blocked. Gay marriage is as popular as ever in the United States. Utah's book ban backfired and led to the Bible being banned in some schools and the Book of Mormon under consideration for a ban. And now we learn that Ron DeSantis's approval rating has collapsed. As Newsweek reports, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis has seen his approval rating fall dramatically two weeks after announcing his 2024 presidential bid. According to online polling company Civics's dynamic approval rating graph, DeSantis currently has a net approval rating of negative 19. That means 55% disapprove, 36 approve. That's minus 19. The data shows DeSantis has a major unfavorable rating from those 18 to 34. Women, African Americans, and importantly, the Hispanic Latino population of Florida. In comparison, he was even, he was 47 47 approval, disapproval in early December. So 47 47 means zero, right? Uh, 55 36 means minus 19. Uh, this is potentially very bad for DeSantis. Mm -hmm. Yay! You know, I don't like that guy anyway. Uh, we know you don't like that guy. But to hear, I, I saw your face when he said the negative 19. He was like, <laughs> <laughs> That's what he gets. That's what he gets. Right, cause I'm like, cause dude, why are you just you just fucking with people? Like, you tell me you talking about Florida is where woke goes to die, and apparently Florida is where your career goes to die at this point. <laughs> and I like that they uh, the whole the, the uh, I didn't know until I watched this video that they that the the ban on drag in Tennessee that that got tossed out by the federal court. So I'm very happy about that. Um, the gender affirming care for teenagers so what i have found out um during their teenage years uh i guess they can get like the hormones and all the other kind of stuff but they don't get the surgery until after they're like i guess considered legal adults which mm -hmm. i think is good so that means it's even though they took these hormones and stuff and they didn't go and get the operation and that they decide to change their mind you know like ah oh, this is something i don't want to do they had the time to make up their mind and like and really figure out if it's something that they really wanted. So I like that. So I know in practice, the one provider that does um, pre prescribe hormones for transition, you have to be on, you know, that's what they want you to do. They want you to do the hormones. Then you got to have, you know, different types of evaluations. And then you go 
um, and get your surgery, top or bottom or top and bottom. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I feel like, you know, kind of within that age where individuals decide that they want to transition, I feel like that's a good, you know, a good stepping stone, you know, start taking because it's a lot of going back and forth with the hormones to make sure that it's working for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just getting through all the red tape to get to your surgery. It take time. It take longer, a lot longer than what people think. If it's done the right way. Uh, I totally because there are some people who probably rush through the process. Um, so a question that I have. So say like you are a person who waited till later in life and decided to start the transition. Do they still have to like go see a therapist and all this other kind of stuff? And do do they have the option to skip the hormone phase and just go straight into surgery? I so I've never seen it in our practice where they skip you can't, you have to have, that's a, that's a requirement that the surgeon has most of the okay. time. Is you go through, um, you go through your therapy or whatever. Um, and I have, I haven't seen in our practice where nobody goes straight to the surgery. Like everybody wants to be more home hormone. So you got the, the films that you put underneath your tongue and dissolve or most people do the injections. So, and they do that for a while and you have to go get lab tests and this, that, and the other. And a lot of, so it can get expensive, but your insurance will cover it um, if your provider bills it correctly, I should say. And it's, they're not lying or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but for as far as I know, the insurance is covering it and then the medication is covered under the the patient's insurance as well. Now, as far as the surgery itself, I'm not sure. Um, as far as far as the surgery itself, I'm not sure about that. Um, how much it's going to be covered? Mm-hmm. But yeah, I haven't seen. I mean, I know of some people that went straight and got surgery, which I don't feel like was a good thing because now, and I and I want to believe that they did kind of begin on surgery, I mean, on hormones and wasn't really compliant or stopped it or, you know, what have you, but you got to actually go to a good provider that cares about your health because going on hormones, coming off of it, you know, without proper medical supervision can be, it can be very hard on your body. Mm. So, you know, you have to they, they'll give like a month supply. You got to come in and get labs to check your levels like estrogen and testosterone and until they get to a therapeutic level where you're actually start to see results. And a lot of times um, it take a while, depending on the person, for them to start seeing results from using the hormones. Right. Um, and then because I mean. I mean, you can you can have. I I would think that you probably could find a surgeon that will do it, you know. But I'm thinking in my head, like, kind of like, what's the point, you know? Mm-hmm. If you, I feel like surgery is the last step to me because you're right. gonna have you just gonna have that piece, and then the rest of the pieces are missing. 
You know what I'm right, saying? Right, I wanted some people to be like, well, I already look feminine, so I don't feel like I need the surgery. I mean, the hormones, or I don't want to do the hormones right now because I feel like I look feminine. So I'm just going to go ahead and just get the surgery. Which I'm mm-hmm. like, hmm. I don't think it's a good idea. I wouldn't. Um... I've, I've seen some people where where you could tell, like, I don't know if they actually took the hormones. They just look very, you know, so like it's like they start, they transition to females or quite a transitioning to females and they would still look very manly, but then you got these huge ass boobs. So that's why, that's why I was wondering, like, so do some people just go like straight into surgery at when they decided at later, a later age in life? So, like I said, I, I haven't seen a medical professional in my clinic okay it. And I've seen, I've seen quite a lot. Um, but then I also feel like going female to male um, is a lot easier than male to female. Um, just because females already carry some levels of testosterone in their system. So it's easy for them to transition versus males don't have, you know, the female hormones like estrogen and all of that in their, in their bodies. So it's a little bit harder on their bodies, the transition Mm -hmm. from male to female. Um, And then you also have people that's having a facial feminizing surgery, which I think is pretty cool. And it's, and it's really beautiful when it's done subtly, you know, you mm-hmm. just a little, you know, just a little here, a little there. It can really change a person's face. Um, but yeah, I don't think it's a good idea to skip steps. So I think, you know, them saying you got to be at least 18 until you have um, a gender affirming surgery. I think that's I, I feel like that's pretty. Yeah, I feel like that's pretty good. All righty. Well, wait. I guess it hasn't yet to be confirmed, but I guess we could say congratulations, considering that a lot of other news outlets ran with this, even uh, the local news station where we live at ran with this. Uh, so I guess we could say congratulations to uh, Tyler Perry, who bought BET. He now owned well, it, part of the deal he would have on BET, ET Plus, and VH1. So this will like be the excellent. first time that uh, BET will be ran by uh, someone that's black since they sold it, since Bob Johnson sold it, um, I want to say, but was it 12, 13 years ago, maybe even longer, maybe 15 years ago, somewhere around there. I believe it was around 2007, 2008, somewhere before. I know it was before 2010 where it, he, mm-hmm. uh, he sold BET. So with that being said, would Tyler Perry make BT great again? And it's my yeah. first questions. Yeah. And if so, my here's my I please please don't turn it into uh um a soap, you know, like the soaps where you just have like TV shows like soaps all day on there. Um can you please bring back black music to BET? Because in a way, I feel like 
for like R&B singers, both male and females, because some of their voices isn't so good with pop music or EM or techno. You know, that's their genre. They don't have anywhere to go to promote that music. Like it's it's some of these artists who has put out albums and worked on very probably very hard on them albums, and nobody really knew they came out unless they're they have like a diehard fan fans who follow them on social media. So I felt like BET was an outlet for people R and B singers to you know be able to get new fans. And if if I don't know if that makes sense, like it was a way for them like more people to know about their music and be able to hear their music, even for rap artists. If, if, it was, if it was for 106 and Park in the early 2000s, I probably would not know half the rap artists uh, that was out during that time. Hip-hop artists, let me correct myself, hip-hop artists that was out during that time period. I wouldn't have known about them. And like mm-hmm. I said, VH1, MTV, they played some hip-hop music. It was all, it depended on the time of day they would play it. But what, like, BET was the place to go for to learn about more hip hop music and hear what the latest, what the latest music was when it came to Black culture. And please, Tyler Perry, can you turn the awards back into the BET awards again? <laughs> yeah, I started watching the BET awards a while ago. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's. I think the last time I watched the BET awards was 2012 or 13. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I don't think I watched it that soon either. It was. It was the what? Whatever. The year after Kelly did motivation at the BET Awards, that's why I started. I watched the year after she did had her year, and then after that, I was like, "Yeah, I'm done." Because <laughs> I think during that time period, Nicki Minaj was winning the same award every year. I can't say last year was an improvement. Um. Um, I I liked Lotto's performance. To me, I didn't know that she danced, so that was my first time actually seeing her perform like by herself, and I didn't know that she danced, and I loved it. I'm not gonna lie, I was inter- really entertained by her. So I've been following Lotto since she was underground because she can spit, you know. Mm-hmm. Like her rise, I don't now. I don't know. If she write her own music, but I know since she been underground, she been spitting. You know. Okay. Um. I don't think because I I feel like because she was an underground artist and she rose to fame rather quickly, and she's young, right? She's like early twenties, right? I believe so. Yeah, I feel like that was a big, a whole lot of trying to get you. <laughs> To have things are being done differently. Uh, I'm sorry, y'all. <laughs> Tori, he's just happy. That's all, y'all. He's just happy. Um, so I'm happy for her, and I do feel like she is putting in a great effort to um perfect her craft. I know it had been some talks on like social media where people didn't enjoy her performance. And then I know she teamed up with Tiana Taylor and they're saying her performance has gotten a lot better, which is great. So I love to see black women supporting black women, you know, so that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wish the best to her. I mean, because I, I feel like her and I feel like when her and Megan Thee Stallion burst onto the scene, they made for me, they made fem- female hip hop entertaining to watch. 
If you know what I mean, because I feel like okay, we did have Nicki Minaj. We feel like Nicki Minaj just dominated the rap scene for so long, and it felt like towards the end, yeah, her act kind of got stale, and it's like she didn't know how to. Uh, see, Nick, Nicki Minaj, I feel like she's at that point in her career where she kind of need to reinvent herself a little bit, you know, to make herself more, make people want to watch her. Should I should I say? Yeah, I mean, she so. When she came out on the scene, what she was doing when she was performing was good enough because she was, like, in character. Like, she had an alter ego. Yeah. You know? So, that's what we liked. You know, Nikki can spit as well. You know? And I feel like that's just more of her style where she's more... Um, she, You know, she she's more hardcore, I feel like, mm-hmm. than Lotto or than Lotto. Megan can be hardcore. You know what I'm saying? She can definitely be hardcore. But I feel like um, Nicki Minaj is less of an entertainer right. when she's on stage. Yeah, but for the last, for that time period, that's all we had was just Nicki. And then it was like Cardi came onto the scene and then Megan Thee Stallion came, and then it was like Lotto came. So it's like, I feel like the scene is only being dominated by them four women right now when it comes to female hip-hop. And like I said, like to me, they have made watching female hip-hop entertainers entertaining. Like, mm-hmm. so to me, like, and the one thing I could give them their is that Going to like one of their shows, I feel like you'll get a concert compared to a male hip hop entertainer. Where is to me, I feel like male hip hop concerts are boring because I'm like, it's just a bunch of dudes standing up on stage sing rapping to an MP3. Mm-hmm. That is not entertaining. Like I can give it to Nikki. Like she has live bands at her show. Uh, we heard a lot of rap to a live bands. So it was it 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 was just. I feel like it's, they have put more creativity and more into their performances, and I feel like because hip hop male hip hop artists feel like they got to be so thug and hardcore every time, like they can add those elements to their shows. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, we it, 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 see at a certain point, Snoop Dogg start caring, and he'd be out there hitting his two steps and stuff. So I'm just <laughs> saying, y'all need like these hip hop artists, y'all need to be start need to stop being scared to put on a damn show. Like y'all be like some of me, like I know some of these artists, hip hop artists, be like, oh well, if Beyonce's charging th- three uh, three thousand or two thousand dollars for a front row ticket, I know I can. Like, sir, nobody's gonna pay two thousand dollars to watch you walk around back and forth on stage rapping to your own MP3. With your pants sagging down over your ass, where all the niggas from the block on the on the stage with you, like it's. Uh, a bar like I went to a little corner, the corner bar, and everybody in this karaoke night. <laughs> That's exactly what it feels like. <laughs> That's exactly what it feels like. So Tyler Perry, make BT great again. We're gonna still, you know, that Cheeto Man slogan and ask you to make it great again. And I mean, I'm looking, I'm really looking forward to this because I haven't really watched BT in a long time. Now, you know, get some of the movies on there. Get some of the Up and Rising movies. It, hell, bring some of the Tubi movies on there, you know? Or, mm-hmm. you know, he got his own production company, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's going to be lit. Yeah, he can produce his own shows on there. And I feel like 
and this is a, another thing I feel like with BET, like a lot of these people who are up and coming writers, I feel like this would be a good chance for him to like help those writers get put out there. Like, mm-hmm. you know what? I got my own network. I have these shows. I need writers. And and then to know him, he might pay them a decent wage because I believe there's still a writer's strike that's going on right now because they feel like they're not being paid enough money. So as far as that strike going on still, I don't, it looks like, um, so any show that's supposed to come on in September and October has now been probably pushed back because there's no scripts. So even like talk shows and everything, like all that stuff is going to be off the air to this writer's strike is over. So we're gonna be so come whenever we do it and we think that all oh, all the show, all oh, my show coming back, it ain't coming back <laughs> until this role writers thing is over. And it's crazy because it'd be like, you know, these writers they put like a lot of time and 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 effort into this stuff. And so you know, these people they're like like you look at like some of the actors on there or some of the producers and stuff like. Or even a network that's that's you know tele- televising it on their show. So say, you know, the network say, you know, for one season we made a hundred and twenty million dollars off the show for one season, and out of that hundred and twenty million dollars, the writer would receive what ten thousand at the most, ten twenty thousand out of a hundred and twenty million dollars. Yeah, that's a little lot. Because they can't say that they can't say that. Oh, we're not making no money because if you're paying, like Angela Bassett, y'all paying her was paying her down there ten million dollars an episode. Woo! So you can't tell me that you're not making money off this show if you're able to pay somebody ten, what was it, six or seven? I don't know. But it's like it's somewhere in the millions that she's making per episode. So you're not going to tell me you're not making money off. The, you're not going to pay an actor that much money if you're not making money off the show. Hey Angie, let me hold something. I know, right? Ooh, but child. I feel like these actors. So, like now that these actors, there, these actors are requesting to get paid more per episode. And I'm thinking, like, this is the reason why we get the shortened seasons because they're like, okay, well, we're not going to do 22 episodes a season no more because that's going to cost us a whole bunch of money. And so, yeah, I think if it's 22 episodes and we paying this person six million dollars per episode add the shit up. But I'm just saying that's why we're getting the shorter seasons where we're getting only 12. It's like it went down to 12 episodes a season. Then it went down to 10. So like Netflix, they used to do 10 to 12 episodes per season for the Netflix shows. They don't even went down to only 6 episodes a season. And then you got down there wait a whole year to get another 6 episodes. So it's like it's like like, we need change, damn it. Like y'all want to subscribe to all these different services and stuff like that and subscriptions, but then we gotta wait a year just to get a new TV show to watch. And I'll be waiting, boy. I swear I'll be I swear I'll be waiting. It's this show on Netflix I really recommend for y'all to watch. It's only six episodes. It's called Muted. Oh my god, it's it's English dub. I think it's that they originally speak Spanish on there, but it's all dubbed in English, so you ain't gotta worry about reading subtitles and nothing like that. And it is a very entertaining show. It has you on the edge of your seat. I cannot wait for the next season. I'm pretty sure Netflix is gonna make me wait a whole nother year for that season. I actually scrolled past that and I think I put it in my uh my list to watch. At first I thought it was a 
movie, but you're right, it's a show, and I didn't have time to sit down and watch the show because I knew I was going to want to watch it all the way through. Yeah, when you definitely get a, uh, some time to watch it, you definitely want to watch it all. Because I got Max, I think I had started watching it at like 4 o'clock in the afternoon. And Max had to be at work the next day. And I had got all the way down to, I had watched like the first five episodes, and it was like 12 o'clock in the morning, and I said, shit, I want to watch this last episode, but I'm scared I'm going to fall asleep. <laughs> so I ended up just turning it off and waited until I got home to uh, watch the other episode. That's just how good that show was. Highly recommend it mm-hmm. for, for you guys to watch it. Um, let's get into um. So y'all, I, I'm gonna have to cut this show short today. I'm not gonna lie to y'all. I don't know if I should tell y'all this. I need to go take a massive poop. So, <laughs> if y'all can see this, for the audio listeners, y'all could have seen the face that Tina. <laughs> Don't judge me right now. <laughs> oh that my God. is a damn shame. <laughs> Wait, I was like, I made it all the way up until cause I I had to go. I was like, I made it all the way up until we got on the broadcast, and then it just hit me. That's because I was out working earlier, and uh, uh, it was an order for Dairy Queen, and I had got me some Dairy Queen while I was there, and I had got me an Oreo Blizzard, which I ain't had in years. By the way, Dairy Queen, your ice cream don't taste the same no more. It tastes like water. <laughs> it was like it didn't have like no no sweetness. I don't know. It just it just tastes like watered down ice cream. Like 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 we leave ice cream in a freezer for too long, and it has that that taste to it. That's that's what it tastes like. I, I still fucked it up though. I was about to waste six dollars. I still fucked that shit up. <laughs> but y'all need to do better with your ice cream. I'm just saying y'all y'all need to do better. You ain't br- you ain't bring me no ice cream. Oh, see what happened was I got lost on my way to work the other day, and then I had saw this other chick. I saw, oh, hey, how you doing? She's all, oh, hey, how you doing? She said, you still work at the place? I said, yeah, I still work at that place. I be walking around there every day telling people to go to hell. She said, you still tell people to go to hell? I said, yeah, and a lot of people got to go to hell. And they were like, yeah, girl, I'm going to have to tell people about taking souls and digging holes. She said, what? I was like, yeah, taking souls and digging holes. I joined the dark side, girl, the Grim Reaper. What is wrong with you? I've been hanging around Brody. Yeah, a lot. Oh. Lot. A lot, a lot. Black Panther. Um mm. Anita Baker and Babyface. So Anita Baker has officially kicked Babyface off their off her tour. So Anita Baker was the headliner and um Babyface was the opening opening act basically. Um so they tried to do like how Mariah Carey and Lionel Richie did back uh, a few years ago. So basically, Mariah Carey opened for Lionel Richie. So I guess Anita Baker and Babyface are trying to do like the same thing. But I guess in one of the shows, and I believe in New Jersey, Anita Baker was like, well, I want to perform longer. So we're just going to cancel your part of the show. Yeah. <laughs> 
This is why I never listened to her ass when I was growing up. <laughs> now, she, now. She, she been acting like a serious diva lately. Like, she, she thinks she the shit. Like, girl, just last year or the year or two years ago, you didn't own your own music. What's his name? I think it was a J. Cole or somebody had to help you buy your your music, your masters to your music so you can have control over it. So, Sad. girl, how dare you? How dare you? That... That, that that makes me wonder, like, girl, do you even did you even write any of your music? Hey, like Babyface probably own happy music. The much music as he wrote, he got the nerves to try to kick him off the tour. Like, what is wrong with you? People is probably only coming to see the show because of Babyface. Yeah, because to be honest with you, Anita Baker, uh, you was doing a show in well, you no, you was doing a show in Las Vegas. And you was up there singing Sweet Love very badly. Um, your background singer was doing all your high notes for you. <laughs> you did not sing not one of your high notes on that 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 performance I was watching of you in Vegas. You got the nerve to try to try to uh, kick somebody off your tour. And I know some people might say. Mariah ain't saying nothing her not. She's singing when she wants to. At least she lip singing and we can still hear her damn voice. We got, them people ain't gonna get to hear any of the voice hit a high note. Or attempt to hit a high note. The damn background singer did all the work. Yeah, they basically paid to hear the background singer sing. <laughs> Shame on you, Anita. Shame. And this is why you know, black folks don't like to tour together. This why this why there's always these bad reps and stuff with black folks going on tours together. You the reason why you creating that image that black folks can't get along with each other, especially rich black folks. Mm, mm, mm. How you doing? How Shame you on doing? you. I can't remember. Mm. It was some other stuff that was part of the show, but I can't remember because I just got mad. It's all right. I didn't. I didn't listen to her shit anyway. You, yeah, well, I'm trying to think. I don't even think I ever heard my mama and them play Anita Baker. My mama, my mama and daddy ain't got nan record out of all the records they got of her. That <laughs> nan one. <laughs> oh, that's so sad. Let me tell you what they so... do got. Baby face. Who who wrote some of the greatest hits of the nineties and early two thousands? Classics. How how dare she? But oh, well, let her self destruct in peace. I mean, at her age, ain't she already self destruct? She she well, this is the this is the second go around. This is the remix. Right, that because she down there eighty, still acting acting like she uh in her early twenties, like she at the prime of her career. I bet you not not one person that's eighteen between the age I'm gonna say between the ages of fifteen to twenty five know who Anita Baker is. Mm. And then people like me don't even care. <laughs> I just want to put that out there. Oh, poor Anita Baker, girl. We root for you to get your act together. I'm just gonna say that. Well, I'm rooting for you to get your act together because I don't think Tina root for you to care. get your act together. <laughs> How oh, dare she do baby face like that? That was the last topic. I finally remember, y'all. 
school districts. Uh, <laughs> so a uh, bill went on to the governor of Wisconsin desk today, which uh, it was to increase the amount of funding that goes into public schools across the state. I believe I said for elementary schools, it was going up by $1,000, where I believe they get $9,400 per student. And for high schools, it's going up $3,000, where they will receive $11,000 per student. Now, if you're a small high school of about 200 students, to be honest, getting $11,000 per student is not a lot of money to work with for an entire school year. Yeah. But if, if you're a large high school, say, for instance, and you have about six, 700 students or more, you're getting quite a good, decent amount of money. Yes, you're going to have to spend more money, but you're still getting quite a decent amount of money still to, um, to you know, make this happen. If that, if that if, you know, makes school year happen, that makes sense. So what I was telling Tina... Uh, on top of that, so and now I guess on top of getting the extra money they get per student, this some of the school districts are still going to suffer because if your school is in a district where the homeowners pay, for instance, less than two thousand dollars a year in taxes, your school is still not receiving that much money money and funding. Which Tina has said, those are the districts that should be receiving more money is the ones who are in the you know the impoverished area. But instead, if you live in an area where you're you know you live in a four a house that's worth four or five hundred thousand dollars, and say they paying ten to twelve thousand dollars a year in property tax, those schools are receiving more money. So that's why we go to those school districts. That's why they have these big, large campuses and every sports known to man and every music class known to man. But then you go to the areas where it's mostly, you know, low tax paying areas. Those schools don't have anything but the basic curriculums you need to graduate high school and get to do, school. Do they even have that? Hell, they ain't got teachers. They be putting people in there that's not even teachers. They teach their age and they just babysitting these kids. True. And they're at this phase where they're still giving out the worksheets, depending on what school you go to, what public school you go to. They just, they teach, they're like, they don't even buy books anymore. They just have like one or two textbooks and the teacher make copies of the textbook and say, well, this is your assignment for the week or whatever. And, and get the kids that and say, read that. And it'd be in a packet. Or they should just get a bunch of packets and that's it. I like, what are that's they learning it. from that? Like, what are, what are they really learning from that? Like, I feel like Inner city schools that are in like low and basically poverty areas, they are not teaching these kids. We wonder why the kids the, the kids are not successful. So like the things they should be learning to school, say some of these kids do manage to get into a university. The things that they were taught in high school is totally different from how things should be in college. So now they're struggling in college and probably will drop out of college. Because they're struggling because they wasn't taught on the on the level where they should have been taught. So then that's going to lead to more unsuccessful people. And debt. Don't forget debt. Oh, right. debt. college is expensive. Right. So yeah, they, they get left with, this, with, with debt. So it's like, like, for instance, like, oh, well, you know, you have to write a paper in a certain style. 
I was never taught how to write a, a paper in a certain style. And then your professor going to look at you like, well, might have to just figure it out. Because depending on if you go to a large university, so like when I went, my professor, some depending on like if I had the, the class, the large lecture, so I, like, I had a class that I went to where it was basically like you go, you want to go sit in the auditorium. My that professor that class only knew me by the last four digits of my social security number. Mm, mm, mm. I've never met the professor for that class. So like they and they have like the um the classes where you go to like like the TAs. It's like a discussion class where the TAs go over stuff. And you go to those classes. So your TA, the TA might know who you are by name, but the actual professor said like that professor teach that same class four times a day and they teach it five days a week, you know, and more likely going twice a week to that class. So just imagine that that college professor has over a thousand some students that they see in a week. Mm -hmm. And you think that professor is going to going to have time to sit down and be like, well, this is the correct way of how you write this. This is the correct way how you do this. No, they will automatically assume that you know that because it's something that you should have been taught in high school. Or in basic public school period or school period before going to college. Which how about we teach these kids how to write cursive too? Yeah. Or tell time on the analog clock. Cause Lord have mercy. If the power go out, ain't nobody gonna know what time it is. <laughs> I swear. Oh my god, I swear. I actually seen it firsthand where somebody I saw somebody who didn't know how to tell time on an analog clock. Cause I'm I'm looking at I'm like uh, I'm looking at the clock like oh it's one twenty five and then somebody and then I remember and then I remember seeing on TikTok also somebody was like they was had it was an analog clock and I think the parent had asked them like what time is it and they looked at the thing they said. And mind you, the clock said like it said like eleven twenty-five or something like that. And the person looked at the clock and said five eleven. I'm like, what? Mind you, the big hand was on the five. The little hand was on the eleven. And they could not tell the time. And it's crazy because I noticed that work now. Because <clears throat> I'm used to seeing like the analog clocks in the hallways on the wall and stuff. I walk, I walk through work the other day. I'm like, the analog clocks are gone. Like, what happened to the clocks? Like, it used to be clocks that, like, when I saw, like, if you walk up through the back of the unit and you get to the bottom of the nurse station that's in the middle and you look up above the door, it was an analog clock right there. I mean, you go around, you walk around through the other hallway, going to the front of the unit to where, where the front entrance is at to the unit. Before you walk to where, like, the secretary and stuff sit, there's another analog clock above the door, that door. They're all gone. I'm like, what happened to the analog clock? And it's crazy because when I when I see that, and I'm like, it's crazy because I'm like, I'm, I, I'd rather tell time on analog clock than digital for some reason. <laughs> I don't know. It's just a, a personal thing. I don't know. I just, now I just feel real smart. Don't know how to tell time on that. Um, it make me feel smart. It's Not scary. Much. It is. It's really scary. 
It is, and and I and I realize how come we like I don't know if Amer- if it's just an American thing or other countries, but I think we're the only country that doesn't utilize the twenty four hour clock. Um, I'm not. I mean, no, because military and healthcare utilize a twenty four hour clock. No, I'm just saying, like, so like, so like when I'm beyond like TikTok with other people. And like I said, like I'm so used to using like the time that we use now. So like when we say it's eleven o'clock at night or whatever, we just say PM. So but then like when I'm on, on like TikTok and I'm like talk to other people in other countries, they'd be like, Oh, it's twenty two oh five here. I'm like, oh shit, let me go Google. Like, oh, okay. Cause like I'm so because I'm so used to the style of time that we use. And it's crazy because uh, like I used to be really good at military time with, with what we call military time, but they call it the twenty four hour clock. Mm-hmm. I, I used to be good at it, but since I haven't used it or done it, it's like yeah, I forgot. Like once I get past eighteen, I forget what, the, what each one is. <laughs> so I forget. So it's ain't like nothing something. wrong with that, but it's you know how to figure it out. I mean, yeah. Right, so you know how to figure it out. It's not a thing. Once you get past twelve, it's thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, yeah. all the way around. Yeah, you just keep going. It's really simple. Right. So, um, yeah, and then something else I noticed. Um, just taking Spanish for as long as I did. The dates. America goes month, date, year. A lot of countries go date, month, year. Yeah. I feel like we're the only country that do month day here. <laughs> Cause we just gotta be difficult. Whatever. Like, Cause when I had got my um my certificate for the land that I had bought in Scotland, it said it had the day, month, year that I uh bought the bought the little small plot of land. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's 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 an American thing. America just gotta be difficult. America. Just gotta be difficult. Mm-hmm. We always in somebody business. Like I think that America eventually, I think they have found a, a cave full of lithium or something in Mexico, and, Mer- and America is trying to find some way to bully their way into Mexico and probably try to steal the cave and stuff and all this other kind of stuff. Like somebody had made a sketch that America was going to uh, Say that they were uh, they were in the area of the lithium cave to protect the America against uh, uh, drug smugglers from heroin and crack and stuff and, and weapons getting into the United States as they excuse to being near this cave where all this lithium was found. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just shook my head like a damn shame. And why ain't nobody tell me that gas was so damn high? How much did you pay for it? Dude, I didn't know gas went up. Like, I remember buying gas and it was like three forty something. <laughs> I had went to the gas stations. I was trying to find some gas. Like, when did gas get three eighty nine and three seventy and th- and three ninety? I'm like, when did it get so high? I paid three seventy seven today. Well, you know, it's a holiday coming. Come on now. I didn't even I, I didn't even realize the gas price because, like, I've been going so like I, I'm, I'm a Walmart Plus member. So when I go to mobile gas stations, I get ten cent off a gallon. So I was sitting there pumping them, I'm pumping the gas or whatever, and I didn't realize the gas was that damn high because I'm sitting there pumping the gas. I'm like, 
Like, normally I don't pay this much for gas with the 10 cent discount. So I'm like, what the fuck is going on? So I finally get the price of gas. I'm like, God damn it, when did it get this high? Mm -mm. That's how y'all know I just most of the time I don't pay attention to the price of gas. Sometimes I just gas and go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really going to have to start paying attention to the price of gas for <laughs> mm, We know you rich. What? You don't pay attention to gas? We know you rich. It's called credit card. Oh. Yeah, I just charge all my gas on a credit card. Then after two weeks, I just pay it. And then, rich. And then sometimes I go so with one of my cars, I got reward points. So like if I go to a BP, if gas is like, I think like 350 or 360 something, and this when I was using my points, I was getting gas for $3 a gallon with my points. Mm. So that's probably mm. why I didn't realize gas was so expensive. <laughs> mm -hmm. We get so expensive. And then, um, yeah, even though I've, I've had it since February, I'm still getting yeah. used to the gas tank on the SUV still. <laughs> I tried to tell him, y'all. Yeah, I'm, I'm still he getting said, used to it. to fill up your tank. <laughs> it ain't so that I much was, no more. I was on a quarter tank of gas, and I think I paid three sixty-seven for gas. I'm like forty-six dollars. <laughs> I'm like, I'm used to paying. Like, like when I had my Ultima, I was paying like from a quarter tank. I was paying like. Thirty to thirty-five dollars for gas from a quarter tank of gas in my Altima. So I'm like forty-six dollars. When I was when I was yeah, it take about fifty dollars to fill up my tank. When I was driving through Illinois, it took a hundred dollars to fill up my tank. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, it, that is one thing I give Nissan credit for. I didn't have to gas up. When I had drove out of town, I didn't have to gas. I, was, I can drive from here to St. Louis without having to gas up. St. Louis, Missouri, without having to gas. Which... Must be nice to have a new car. <laughs> I ain't gonna keep taking this from you. Oh, and, and so yeah, and actually, because I think I got I drove there and I got to like my uh, Airbnb there. And I kind of got to the Airbnb. I think it said it had, I had like 97 miles, so I was empty. Mm, mm, mm. Must be nice. Well, you know what? This is why we put people of your age in a home. I'm in my own damn home. Oh. Mm. When they Merry Christmas. Mm. So with that being said, Cause I don't know which one of these clocks is right. Cause on my computer, where I'm like running the podcast, basically, um, it says that we have been live for 55 minutes. But on my phone, it says we've been live for 52 minutes. So I don't know which one it is, to be honest with y'all. So, uh, um, we're going to head into final thoughts. Final thoughts. So. I think what stood out the most for me today um, on the podcast is the allocation of funds to the public schools across the state. 
I really, really don't like the idea of how they want to decide that the poorer areas of the states receive less um, funding. I really feel like it should be an even distribution or even more for those um, lower income areas. I say this because um, I really feel like putting the extra effort into, you know, getting bit more educators to come to that area, um, more extracurricular activities, um, different ways to learn because everybody don't learn by sitting and doing packets of paper. Everybody don't learn by reading a book, you know, just mm -hmm. changing the overall dynamic um, of education because when I was in school, you know, there was no YouTube. There really, internet became public, I want to say, maybe when I was in middle school, about to go into high school, you know, um, I didn't have computers in every classroom. Uh, my kids bring home laptops now, you know, things of that nature. So I really feel like that there is um, better avenues to make it a little bit easier for teachers to teach all these kids that have um, different learning styles. Um, and I mean, nobody wants to go to school and sit at a desk and do packets. They lose interest quickly. Make it fun. Give them the materials to make learning fun again. You know, I want to see those science experiments. I want to go to a science fair, you know, things mm -hmm. of that nature. Um, arts and crafts, you know, um, stuff like that. Just um, listening to an orchestra or seeing a marching band, like how they do it in the South. I would love to see that up here. Yeah, they don't do field trips no more. No, they don't, do, they don't do field trips no more. Where's the class trip? What was the senior trip? Like, didn't see none of that. You know, mm -hmm. so, so, you know, and then the, just the increase in the graduation fees. I mean, I was paying fee after fee after fee after fee. And I'm like, this is a public school. I feel like I'm paying for my child to go to a private school, you know. Mm -hmm. So and then in turn, the private my son to go to the private school, I don't pay a dime and he has so much more. So it's wild, you know, it's just a big, big difference in education. And I feel like it makes a difference in the child. It really does. Mm -hmm. So that's my final thought. So I would like to add, um, so I don't feel like a lot of people are going to go into the teaching field just for the simple fact of how many mass students have been in schools. That's why I think that's another reason that's stopping people from going in the teaching field. And the fact that teachers, if you are a new and upcoming teacher, even for a high school teacher, you're probably making about $35,000, dollars to $40,000 a year. Is that really worth putting up with the kids for however long, eight hour, five, what, what, eight to nine hours a day, five days a week? Like, is 40000 really enough for that? I feel like teachers, if, if they offer teaching jobs at a higher wage, then maybe they would have more teachers. Um, Give them a less 50. Give them at least 50 grand. Right. And then um, 
like Tina said, as far as the fees and stuff, like when I was in high school, I think my student fees was only like $150 and it was just for a cap and gown. Um, one of the things they did that my high school did was for the, the juniors and the seniors, um, basically they will put together a black college tour and they'll load up all the kids on the bus and they did this every year and they will load up all the kids on the bus and, and on the bus and they will take them to black college black universities you know historically black universities so like i had went to um they took when i went they took us to howard university and they took us somewhere in philadelphia but then on top of you know um not just uh, how can I put it? Not just you know going out to see the university, but they took us to like we could went to go see like the Liberty Bell. We went to go see where they shred money at, when where they probably print money at. We saw saw we take the us where coins and stuff is made. They took us to Washington D.C. We got to see you know um, what's his name? Oh my John F. Kennedy's grave site. We went to go see that. We got, we got to go see there where Thurgood Marshall was buried at, and then um. The uh, seniors who were graduating, so I think I actually went my, did I go my sophomore year? For some reason, I went during my sophomore year. I don't know why. It was either my sophomore year. I can't remember when I went. Because I graduated high school early, so, you know, y'all got to bear with me. Um, So, like, the seniors who were actually graduating the year that I went, they, um, <clears throat> they got, they, like, branched off and went to New York for like a day or so and they let them spend time in new york for the seniors who are going to be graduating high school so high schools don't really do that anymore now i get that you have to pay teachers a little bit more money who are going on these trips because basically you're paying them to babysit kids for 24 hours so i get that you do got to pay them a little bit more uh more money and so but you know i feel like and then the school, I believe they had got like grants and stuff. So like the school didn't too much have to come out of pocket. So that they, the school didn't too much have to come out of pocket. And the parents didn't too much have to come out of pocket to pay for the trip either. But I felt like that was a good experience. And I was actually considering, uh, actually applying when after I had visited Howard University, the campus, I was actually considering applying there for college when, uh, after we had left there. Like, I was like, this is what I want to do. I want to go there. And I had a teacher who was like willing to sit down. It helped me do it, but then it was just like that fear of leaving home kicked in, and I just didn't do it. And I'm not doing it. I, f I feel like I wish, kind of still wish I, that was something that I did. But if I didn't, but I didn't go, and I met Mary at UWM, so I kind of got another sibling out of that. Hey, Mary girl! <laughs> um, and like I said, to like see Tina said, they need to make school uh, fun again. So like I had teachers who, I think I said it before in the podcast. I remember I was going to school and um, I was trying to. I guess I was trying to figure out like why I wasn't grasping what was being taught to me. And you know, and I was on Facebook and I saw one of my old high school teachers. So I say I had sent her a message like, "Hey, you know, how were you able to get me to understand?" Blah 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 blah. And she said, because I had her from the time I was in eighth grade till I graduated high school. And she was like, well, I noticed that you were more of a, uh, she said, you're not really a visual. You're more of a hands-on learner. You can learn some stuff visual, but you're more of a hands-on learner. So I'm like, oh, that's kind of makes sense. 
<laughs> like for me to for me to grab stuff, yeah, I have to be I gotta be hands-on with it in order to learn what it is that I'm doing. And I feel like that was one of the things that really hurt me when I was going to college was because everything is not very hands-on. It's just mostly you basically read the textbook and you do the work and you figure it out on your own. That was and that's what that was it. So yeah, they do need to uh, <clears throat> like I said, change the different uh, teaching styles, get rid of packets. That is most definitely a, a thing. Just please just get rid of the packets. I think because the packets were starting to come into a thing like in my senior year. Um, I would go, I would go to a class and it was just be like they just hand you a packet. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Um, and then as far as the computer thing, so when I was in high school, we did not have computers in the classroom. Like none of the classroom had computers. We had we just had a big a computer lab. Mm-hmm. But you only can use the computer lab, like the teacher had to sign a computer lab, and we were limited to how many times we can use the computer lab and all that kind of stuff. So it wasn't like an open computer lab. You just walk in and start using the computer. It was always locked 24-7 and it had to be a reason. So like um if the English class had a paper you had to write in, that would be a time where the English teacher reserved time for the class to go in there and work on the English paper. Other than that, we were not allowed to use a computer. So I didn't become proficient in a computer until well after high school. And I just happened to get a desktop of my own. And that's how I became to have learn how to basically do stuff on a computer and the internet and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Because like I said, computers wasn't just the option for us. I remember in eighth grade, we did have a class us hour and it was completely online. We had to do this online program called Plato which is basically we did like math classes and shit on there and, and all that other kind of stuff. So other than that, we didn't really use computers in high school. It, the, basically the computer lab just said abandoned. Mm. So yeah, that was my final thoughts. We need to change the, the teaching system. Absolutely. Merry Christmas. <laughs> well, then with that being said, um, thank y'all for tuning in to this episode of Same Casual for Day Podcast. Uh, don't forget to head over to our Instagram at SCDD Podcast on Instagram. And on TikTok is SCDD Podcast also. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Same Cast, Different Day Podcast. And then head over to Habits, Habits New York. I keep forgetting they changed their website. That's what be throwing me off because it used to be Habits 365. Now mm-hmm. it's HabitsNewYork.com. And use code Anthony43C, 20% off your purchase. And repsports.com and use code Martel1 to receive as big as 5 to 10% off your purchase. So uh, thank y'all again for listening to this podcast or streaming this podcast wherever you are. I'm Martel Roland. I'm Tina. All doing a dramatic pause. And we'll see y'all on the next episode. <laughs> Same cast, different day podcast. Wait, why are you still holding <laughs> Wait, where's my dramatic pause? <laughs> all right, we're gonna see y'all. Okay, all right now. We're gonna see y'all. Bye. <laughs>